when the community itself is not involved, at isn't at the table. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about coming to the meeting after the meeting. Mm-hmm. Like where, you know, the first meeting where the guys with the with the brandy snifters and cigars, <laughs> yeah. they get together and they tell and they decide what the choices are going to be. Yeah. And then they take it to the other meeting where we get to come and they tell us these are our choices. Yeah. And our question is, how did these get to be our choices? Yeah. Test, test, one, two, three. You know who I be. It's your boy, Don Wall, a.k.a. Moral Support. Welcome to Embrace. (laughs) I'm sorry, bro. Okay, I'll do it again, bro. Keep this in, just so the audience can hear uh, about our relationship. (laughs) Take two, y'all. Test, test, one, two, three. You know who I be. It's your boy, Dom Wall, a.k.a. Moral SP. Welcome to another episode of Embrace Matters of Richmond. I'm here, of course, with the homie Carl, and we have a special guest here on the pod today, Dr. Tanya Pettiford Waits. Oh, that's good. I said it right. Yeah. I said it right, y'all. nailed it. Uh, We are so blessed to have Dr. T here uh, with us to give us more perspective on gentrification and how it impacts uh, Richmond, Virginia. So, Dr. T, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. Most definitely. How 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 have you been? Like, how has your week been going? How's how's VCU? Like, how's all the things? All the things. Well, you know, we just VCU just graduated Ooh. on Friday. Shout out to the congr- uh, to the graduates. That's right, class of twenty twenty three. It is wild, twenty twenty three, and for me, it's always a joy. Mm. Graduation, like it, it makes it makes it all worth it yeah. when people cross that stage oh, yeah. and hear their name, and you hear the community shout them out mm-hmm. and some people are having a holy ghost fit you know <laughs> and you know how much went into that per- was poured in oh yeah to that person i'm not just talking about financially i'm talking about yeah. emotionally you oh, know yeah. uh poured into that person all kinds of resources yeah and um that recognition is always a celebration i love it i love it yeah and this this is the class this class had to deal with covid am that's I right? right yeah so that's i mean that just adds another layer of just yes man i just like i know that they are just rejoicing so mm-hmm. congrats congratulates 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 yes new word new <laughs> there word it is. congratulates mm-hmm. y'all congratulates so carl how are you bro you know i'm solid if i if i may <laughs> i know you it took a lot to get this episode running today and it only happened in the last 15 minutes i feel you but it's running but yeah. you did it. You did it. We did it. We yes, did it together. Yes, it's yes. running. You're running. You ran. Mm-hmm. We're doing it, y'all. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, and uh, Carl is most of the most of it. So <laughs> there's that. I just show up and talk, but Carl <laughs> puts us together. Thank you. You speak good. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it, bro. Anything. So when people hear this episode, Doctor T, mm-hmm. it'll be in June. Okay. But. I do want them to know what's happening now in yeah, such a weird yeah. way. Mm-hmm. And I know, Carl, you have a really special event going on this weekend, right? Um, so I don't know if most of y'all recall. We uh, gave a little bit of a shout out to this in the the, the last episode. Mm-hmm. But um, in Fonticello Park, formerly known as Carter Jones Park, there is a ribbon cutting ceremony mm-hmm. for a playground that's called the Marquia Dixon Imagination Zone. Yeah. And it's in honor of Marquia. She, uh, this month, passed away. Um, she was a victim of gun violence in the park, uh, mm. random act of gun violence. And she was not part of the group that was there that day. Um, so she was just a bystander, you know, innocent life yeah. taken. Um, so this is one of our first efforts for the Friends of Fonticello Park to revitalize the park, get some yeah. attention to it, make it mm-hmm. a safe space, and make it something that you know people can celebrate. Green spaces are integral to cities for mm-hmm. diversity, for activities, getting, uh, you know, it's great for your mental health. For life. Uh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So 
uh, please come out if this well this won't hit the air but yeah. please you know reflect on that time please come out to the yeah. park itself and bring your kids uh, bring your kids to bring the your kids to the park come mm-hmm. to our events yeah serve your community benefit from our service and and all those things most definitely That's great C- come see the park ashe ashe yeah ashe awesome so now next for our big facts segment our big facts segment is where we either me or Carl or Dr. T y'all she might have a shout out you never know uh, we shout people out people organizations or events that's happening already making a difference in Richmond so um, I have one this uh, episode shout out goes to Richmond for All Richmond for All is an independent political organization that fights for people first development high quality public education housing justice environmental justice and public safety from police violence. They believe in multiracial, cross-generational, cross-class organizing that centers racial and economic justice. Y'all means y'all, or y'all means all. Mm-hmm. So check them out on Instagram at Richmond for all that's spelled the way it's supposed to be spelled Richmond for all. So shout out goes to y'all. I see what y'all doing. I got to look at your website a little bit and um, it's just awesome to see people like doing things, not just talking about it, but being about it. Mm-hmm. And that's what this segment is for. So shout out goes to you guys. I don't know. Do you guys got any shout outs? Hmm. Well, I always want to shout out like a, uh... This this um, semester, I taught a class called mm-hmm. Social Justice Theater. Okay. So we had several presenters that mm-hmm. came to the class. And I, I want to shout out two of the organizations. One's called Rise for Youth, mm-hmm. which is um, a justice advocacy program for young folks that get caught up in the in the criminal justice system mm, right. and need advocacy they yeah. need they need somebody to stand with them to navigate that whole system so i want to shout out rise for youth and valerie slater we see you we see the work you we are doing it. and it is wonderful work and i also want to shout out an organization called the hive movement mm, okay uh you guys might have heard about them yeah uh, shout out Hive. Yeah, shout out, shout out to the Hive movement, which is all about young people yeah. and support supporting them and building, helping them to build in community a place where they can feel safe and nurtured, yeah. where they can learn and be free and to be themselves and to learn entrepreneurial skills. Okay. That's Life important. Skills. That's absolutely yes. important. Yes. Man, so, that's so yes. important. So anyway. The Hive Movement, you know, Gina Lyles and Trey Hart wow. and all y'all, your staff. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. See, y'all that listen, man, like there's so much happening in your fair city and there's so much to be a part of that you can be a part of. Um, you can make a difference as well. And um, mm-hmm. we hope that this is, inspires you, inspires you to uh, get involved, get up, get out, um, be a part of the community. Um, we also want to shout out to Dr. T. Oh. Thank you for joining. Thank oh, you for sure. being here. Thank you Thank for you being for here. here. My pleasure. My yeah, pleasure. <laughs> awesome. Well, we are known for getting right to it. Um, we have been on a journey mm-hmm. learning about gentrification. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, as a black man, I'm like, of course I know what gentrification is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's my job to know mm-hmm. what, what these buzzwords are. And we was like, well, man, that's kind of an arrogant attitude. So we kind of had to check ourselves. And that's how the podcast kind of even changed um, as far as how we approached it. Uh Because at first we would just come on and teach about these things and we would teach about how to have conversations about it. Yeah. But then we said, you know what, like maybe we need to be sitting in the seats of learning. Mm. Maybe we have misconceptions and that kind of opened up a new door for us for embrace more. So we started sitting down. It was like, you know what? We're going to have an episode. The first episode in the series. We're, we're not going to do any research. We're just going to talk about whatever theme or buzzword it is. And we're just going to talk about it from what we already know. Mm-hmm. And we, we was ignorant now. <laughs> <laughs> That's our ignorant episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it leaves room for us to be corrected. Mm. And it leaves room for us to really sit with like, oh man, like I'm wrong about that. Mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. thinking about this wrong. Uh, our second episode in the series, that's when we do the research. 
Yeah. We, we, we yeah, come yeah. back with research. We talk about what we've learned. We're informed. We're informed. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we read off, um, you know, studies. We'll read off uh, articles and mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. research and stuff like that. And uh, we'll sit with that and we'll kind of, oh, this is what I was thinking. This is what is the truth. Where um, we were challenged or, right. you know, like our misconceptions when they were corrected. Yes, oh, yes, yes. yes. Um, definitely not comfortable, but <laughs> essential <laughs> process. Most definitely. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And when we're lucky enough, uh, we would like to have a third special episode where we actually have someone mm-hmm. teach us. Um, and that's why that's what we've asked you here to do. <laughs> gentrification. One thing that I learned from previous episodes mm-hmm, of gentrification, mm-hmm. I learned that two things. I learned that it's not gentrification in itself is is negative. Mm-hmm. But the the stuff of gentrification the the opportunities that pop up in different areas mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. the um the the new housing the the development that happens mm-hmm, could mm-hmm. be a positive thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's such a thin line between positive and negative gentrification could have i don't know what the positive side to that is mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. positive development could happen it just it's ugly cousin comes in first and it's like, no, this is gentrification. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is that negative mm-hmm, thing. And mm-hmm. I also learned that we could be part of said gentrification. Yes. I, I am. Yes, did, yes, yes, and yes. He admitted it. Yes, yes, yes. And I was like, oh, what are you doing? We are young black men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How can we be part of the problem? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from Northwest D.C. Like I didn't grow up with much, you know, Um so I was put in my place a little bit. Mm. That's that's one thing. What is what's something that you learned, Carl? What's something that I learned? We have to be honest. Yeah. Dr. T since she's here. So I think what I learned was it's a so we we discussed the toxicity. So that's the gentrification is the toxic version of that. So it's so ubiquitous. It doesn't happen just in the city. It doesn't just uh-huh. you know. There's if you go from Richmond and you can even track the history of like the the ex-urbs and then the suburbs moving all the way out to Shore Pump. And if you look at Shore Pump right now, those were rural areas, yeah. farmland mm-hmm. after farmland. And right. it's just inching lot after lot to become. It's a city now. A city it's, down it's, there. It's, and mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. a section, which it's so funny. If you go all the way out west on Broad Street and there is a, a mellow mushroom. <laughs> yep. Carry time bikes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a couple other spots, the dailies out there, and mm-hmm. no, buzzing no, neds, yeah, buzzing ne- yeah. Nez and, what is it called? Buzzing buzzing neds. Neds. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Like, it's like Carytown West or it is. downtown mm-hmm. West, mm-hmm. and they're going farther west down Broad Street. Mm-hmm. They're just mm-hmm. pushing. They're pushing all the way into Goochland. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it can happen anywhere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so <laughs> um, now that you know the truth about our journey and where we've been and where we're going, um, first off, can you describe? what gentrification is and its impact even if you've seen it in richmond like what is it and what does it even look like from your perspective well, well first i want to go back i call it sankofa let's, okay let's go let's go back let's for go back. a second um because uh one of the first things i always um Whenever I first meet my class, mm-hmm. and, th- and then this happens every day that I meet my class, the first qu- thing I say to them is, does anyone have any answers? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I first say that to them, their faces go blank and like, to what? Yeah. Right. What? What's the question? <laughs> the, no, I want to know whether you have any answers mm-hmm. because I am a lifelong learner. And I purpose to learn something mm-hmm. every yeah. day every day i purpose to learn something new mm-hmm. and i want all of the people who come in my purview or in my classroom or in my studio to recognize they are bringing something they mm. didn't come to just get something right that they are bringing something to give so what is the answer that you have about something i might not know anything about mm-hmm. that could enlighten me yeah could enlighten other people in the room that don't know, right? So mm-hmm. every day we have answers. We have answers first before. And the other thing is I want them to be empowered to recognize that this is a teaching and learning experience. Mm-hmm. I'm not the know-it-all, yeah, the <laughs> you know, and I'm not the font and I'm not to be, 
you know, this is a, we're in a dialogue, we're in a relationship Mm -hmm. um, of teaching and learning. And I expect, you know, it's like, I know some things and you know some things and together, if we would share, we would know a lot more. Right. And so it's a, we, you know, when, when in, in, in my class, when we talk, you know, the thing these days is people are claiming their identity, claiming what their pronouns are. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a thing that happens um, on a regular basis, you know, and I always say, you know, my pronouns are she, her, and we, Mm -hmm. and I like we, because we we. is about relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I am definitely about the principle of Mbutu. You know, I am because we are. Mm-hmm. I am because we are, I like and that. I wouldn't be without us. I like that. So, so <clears throat> I want my students to know: you are not coming in here powerless. You are not coming in here an empty vessel for me mm-hmm. to deposit into. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is a this is an exchange that that mm-hmm. we're having. I know that um, you and Carl, you're, you know, talking about we, we want to listen. We want to hear. Yeah. yeah. But I, I want to discuss. Like, Almost I want right, yeah, yeah, to. That's definitely. what I want to I want to do. So the first thing uh, what came to mind with that question when mm-hmm. you said, you know, can you describe what what is gentrification? Mm-hmm. Right. Is um, a friend of mine who once said to a person who asked a question, (laughs) this was like in a question answer, you know, session after kind of a lecture, a a presentation, asked a question. She said, when you ask a colonial question, you're going to get a colonial answer. Oh, right. So that word, like, like I am very about language, the domination of language, mm-hmm. you know the co- the colonial domination of language. Okay, right. Yeah, and that is one of those things. Like back in the day, I'm old enough now that I have lived through urban renewal. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what it. When I was coming up, it was yeah. called urban renewal. We're going there next, right? Yeah. And now, now it's called uh, <laughs> gentrification. Yeah. Well, the name changed. But the process didn't. Okay. Okay. The process remained the same. Yeah. And and when we are talking about stuff in this country, mm-hmm. in in, uh, in America, I always call it. People want to do cosmetology, mm. like they want rather than you know cosmetology will fix it up, and make it look better. Mm-hmm. But it's the same old thing. Same old. It's the same right. old thing, right? There's a. I think it's a French proverb that says something about. The more thing and you everybody's heard this. Okay. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which means stuff doesn't really change all that much. Yeah. Not, there's, <laughs> That's what it, there's nothing new under the sun. Exactly. All of that. Right. right. Old is new again. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, we've all heard the idioms that yeah. that you know are generated from that. And um for me. When I think about that word, um, gentrification, mm-hmm. that's what comes comes back to me. It's like we, if we break down the word, you know, gentry, mm-hmm. gent, gentrified, you know, the landed gentry, mm-hmm. you know, the landed gentry were uh, the white folks that came over as landowners, property mm-hmm. owners, right? They were the landed gentry. And when you talk about gentrification, I mean, when it says, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, gentle birth, mm-hmm. gentle birth, right? Gentrification is the process whereby the character of a poor urban area is changed by wealthier people moving in, improving housing, and Mm. attracting new businesses, typically displacing current inhabitants in the process. To Mm. me, that is a sanitized uh, way uh, of talking about gentrification to make it sound better than it is Mm -hmm. it's not addressing the big white elephant in the room okay which is when we talk about gentry yeah yeah (laughs) right uh it's white supremacy right right it's it it, it's uh when you can't talk about gentrification without talking about that Mm -hmm. and so in in this in this country that we live in you can't race matters like, so you can't ignore yeah. our history and the history that is tied to class mm-hmm. and to race and to uh, privilege. Right. So it's it's like, 
the ghetto, right? That's a term yeah. back in the day, you know, Gil Scott Heron in the ghetto, in the yeah. ghetto, you know, yeah, right, right. Yeah. You know, uh, that, I mean, that, that was, uh, um, that was a term of endearment for community right. too, for where things are known, for where people mm. are known, for where ways of being are known. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you, you were talking about your kids, uh, you know, yeah. coming in in your in your middle school right. and not saying hello. Well, mm. you oh, know, yeah. in our neighborhood, we don't do that. We don't do that. No, yeah, that's foreign to me. That's foreign to yes, me. Yes, yes. I had to stop them because I'm like, <laughs> hold on. We we are first of all, we're in a community whether we're white or black. That's right. Yeah. That's but right. the fact that I'm a ma- I'm a black male teacher. Right. Right. And right. you're taking it for granted. Yes. And, yes. and you're acting as if I'm yes. foreign when I've been here and you've been here. Yes. And it's yes. like, if anything, I'm for you. If something foreign did come into our community, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will be the first to yes. shelter you. That's right. To from protect whatever, from protect. And shield. And yes. shield. Yes. You know, yes. um, so like it was foreign, but yes. Yeah. So I liked, I would like to like reframe the conversation. Uh, and, and the discussion mm-hmm. um, around the recognition <laughs> that gentrification is about white supremacy. Hmm. You know, yeah. it is about that. It is about when you talk about um, wealthier class of people, you know, you're talking yeah. about, uh, you know, generally when black folks uh, become wealthy, Mm-hmm. Like a Chris Rock or, a, you know, the, yep. the, have that kind of money. Shout out to Chris Rock. <laughs> they still, friend, of the show, friend of the show, Chris Rock. <laughs> they're not going to come and recapture um, housing in the hood. Mm, right? right. I mean, yeah. Harlem now is like a big, a, a high price, a high ticket, yeah. you know, real estate market. Right. Yeah. You know, um, and the Jackson Ward uh, is next. Uh, yeah, because I, you know, on nights yeah. like, for example, what's it called? Um, what's it called? Uh, First, First Fridays. Fridays. First Fridays, yeah. I have been down here sometimes because I do a lot of theater, yeah, you right. know, in the theater district down here. I have been down here sometimes and really come out into the street and gone, what city am I in? Yeah. Be- because it's downtown it's Richmond. It's like yeah. Jackson Ward. It's, you know, the Carver neighborhood. And yet. It's all white folks. I had that same. I'm not going to tell the full story. Well, I have to tell the full story now because I brought it up. But I had that same uh, type of experience where I went home. So I'm from D.C., like I had said. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's it's all my life has been Chocolate City. I mean, you go, you drive across the bridge, you see the monument, you you hear the go-go music and you just you can taste the mumble sauce. (laughs) You can just taste the mumble sauce. And I'm like, "Mm, I can't wait to get to a carry out. And. You know, I, I get there and I'm going to my grandmother's house, which I got to stop there first. Shout mm-hmm. out grandma. Shout out mama. And I'm crossing over Georgia Avenue onto, yes. you know, I'm on Emerson. Yes. I'm crossing over Georgia Avenue and I'm about to be at my grandmother's house. And there's the same liquor store that I've seen a million times mm-hmm. that I've seen fights at, that I've mm-hmm. had to walk to by myself. Mm-hmm. I've been scared because gangsters is out there. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, Northwest D.C. isn't particularly, you know, right. it's not Southeast. Right, right, right. But it's still D.C., yes, you know. Yes. And I remember I'm driving across Georgia Avenue and I see there was a was a blonde white woman jogging with jogging. her dog. Mm-hmm. With the dog. With her dog. Yes, and yes. I'm like, yes. am I in Richmond? <laughs> like, <laughs> am I in Shorepump? Like, yes. I was like, it, it was so out of place. Yes, yes. That Visual it threw dissonance. me. Yes. It, yeah, it, it just mm-hmm. threw me. I just couldn't. I was like, do you what, You know what happened at this liquor store? Like, mm-hmm. be going on? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I guess things have changed. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. things yeah. have stayed the same. Yes. 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 So, I mean, I think I think that that's what we've you know, it's all about money, power and control, Mm -hmm. money, power and control. Who's got it? You know, I mean, who's got it? And then who then gets to name it and call, you know, and and determine Mm -hmm. um, what comes in and what doesn't and what all all of that. Uh, uh, The people who. I just recently visited, went back to Seattle, where I lived for 23 years. And there's an area in Seattle called the Central District, which is very similar historically Mm. to 
the Carver neighborhood and mm-hmm. to Jackson Ward. And, you know, it's where our stuff was. It's right. where you could go get, you know, the fried chicken dinner mm-hmm. and the fried fish and the, you know, uh, you know, you go yeah. into the grocery store and, you know, they got fresh greens and grits. And, you know, oh, I yeah. mean, that's one of the ways I tell whether I want to live in a neighborhood. What does the store have? <laughs> what does the store yeah. have? Right? Exactly. Yeah. What does it have? What is it the amenity. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, anyway. And this is what this is my fear about Richmond, Mm. because I've been here 20 years now. Okay, I went back to Seattle and that area called the Central District. Mm -hmm. There are all kinds of people walking their dogs that do not look like you or me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, All kinds of new uh, of um, uh, what do they I call them? You know, I call them I call them. um, uh, what is that called? Public storage for people. You know how they build those those yeah, yeah. buildings, like spiral yeah. ones, like yeah. just yeah. concrete yes, with some yes. sticks, with some, and, and stuff some, like below. No, yeah. Yes, but yeah. these are houses, housing for people. Oh wow! Public storage for people. Yep. So it looks yeah. like that. It looks like it's all the same, yeah. right? Right up and very industrial. Yeah, you know, like a very, yeah, yeah. You know, very clean lines and all of that. Yeah. So there's all of this. So a lot of the old beautiful homes torn down and right. all, and replaced by these like nondescript, you know, uniform, uh, uniform, you know, yeah, housing, generic, generic. Yes, ain't got all, no you know, soul. All of them have little garden balconies and you know whatever great views of the city lots of dog walking stations and dog parks and things you know and the black people who were there when i was there in in uh seattle are now memorialized on the walls in murals murals Mm. So now the black people aren't in the community. They're on the walls. We're the ghosts. And these are people that I know that yeah. do. I'm, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about people that I sit down and have coffee and talk to and stuff who yeah. were the icons, you know, the movers and shakers of the community right. are now given their their picture and their likeness on the walls of these blocks and blocks of townhomes and businesses of course underneath little yeah. there's a lot, every a coffee shop whatever uh uh, uh arugula shop uh, yeah. you know <laughs> arugula shop <laughs> you know soup and salad and whatever you yes. know uh, uh but you Panera, know the, no fish fry no fish you know what no I'm saying? fish fry Exactly what you're yeah. saying yeah so uh, and and I was it was heartbreaking yeah it was heartbreaking to yeah. go to a restaurant in that area and spend way more money yeah. than, yeah. you know. It kind of feels like I don't belong here anymore. Yes. Like, it's yeah. not my neighborhood. And yeah. it is the neighborhood where I began in Seattle. That's right. Wild. Yeah. You know, so, and I felt very alien to it. Right. To those same streets that I used to just. Yeah. 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 I mean, my grandmother's house. Um, the lady that used to live, they lived there for her whole family has lived there and she moved and uh, she sold it to um, a white family mm-hmm. that lives there now. And mm-hmm. they're great. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, this, mm-hmm. this is not, we're not like saying no, 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 people no. are evil, yeah. but mm-hmm. just to, to like, <laughs> I mean, you know, my, my grandmother's history and my family's history with the black Panthers and, yes. you know, Martin Luther King and just that, you know, and to, to see, I don't know. I'm conflicted because I'm like, you know, is it Martin Luther King's dream coming true or and it goes back to that toxic thing. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Is is it the is it the dream coming true or is it still a nightmare? You know, Um, but it's just weird to see. Makes me feel that that displacement. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to I think when you're asking that question, you have Mm -hmm. to think about who's making the decisions in this neighborhood. Facts. Exactly. And and who and and who is making the money in this neighborhood? Bigger facts, right? Yes. And where then is that money going? Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, so I just feel like when the community itself is not involved, at isn't at the table. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about coming to the meeting after the meeting. 
Mm-hmm. Like where, you know, the first meeting where the guys with the with the brandy snifters and cigars, <laughs> yeah. they get together and they tell and they decide what the choices are going to be. Yeah. And then they take it to the other meeting where we get to come and they tell us these are our choices. Yeah. And our question is, how did these get to be our choices? Yeah, this can't be our only choices. <laughs> right. This can't be all the uh, what about. And then we have other things that. But no, 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 no. You know, mm-hmm. these are the ones you get to choose from. It's either yeah. choice A, B, or C, right? It's like, well, I don't like none of those choices. Yeah. But I didn't, like, I wasn't there when those choices were determined. Right. I wasn't involved in that conversation. I didn't, I couldn't discuss with you how that impacted me mm-hmm. or my family, you know, yeah. or the family across the street or, right. what, or Miss Millie down the road who's who's a widow you know who's uh got children who mm-hmm. cannot afford to pay the taxes on the property right oh, yeah yeah you, you know um yeah. uh, uh, you know so yeah so i just have to say that you know for me for me this conversation it will still it will continue to happen over and over again if we keep doing the same thing in the same way yeah it's not gonna change it's gonna be the same yeah (laughs) yeah so like in your opinion what are some of the most effective strategies for mitigating the negative impacts of gentrification on low-income communities well (laughs) (laughs) so for me you know for me i think we got to talk about reparations that we can I mean, hover here I know that that is a big, that's a, a big yeah. um, topic. That's a big topic. But for me, it's kind of like the white elephant of gentrification mm-hmm. that has to do with white supremacy and it has to do with white is right, that mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and that um, people who created a community don't know how to govern and take care of their own um, community or have in have input into what should be happening because like i say miss millie down the street is a widow Mm. she can't pay her taxes she hasn't been able to fix up her property she has no discretionary income to you know so how then do we keep properties from deteriorating to the point where they're you know uh foreclosed on or because of lack of tax abatement or um or they just fought they're they're unlivable like they they, condemned condemned yes because if they're not safe you know um how do we keep that from how do we keep that from happening right and you know i believe that as black people in this country we've been living on the promise of america the whole time we've been here the whole time the whole time so it's always been a promise. It's always been a what if. It's always been, you know, but when you start, um, when you start looking at, um, when you start uh, looking at what is happening when we allow, when we allow folks to move in and move us out mm-hmm. without any compensation. I mean, because the compensation that people are given you know, like say Miss Millie has back taxes, so somebody pays her tax bill, but then what does Miss Millie have? Yeah. Do you know you, you know you know what I'm saying? And she doesn't have a family that is um in a position to be able to yeah. uh to to pay that. And so the state so then it becomes, you know, a part of the state's property. Right. Again. Right. Mm-hmm. Um I say reparations. I say black people have been paying taxes for protection we have not gotten for uh, schools and and supplies and to all kinds of stuff that have not been. We've we've been paying taxes for a police force that doesn't protect us, but kills us instead. You know, we've been. So I say reparations in that, you know, our property going all the way back to, to uh, um, sharecropping, you know, to the whole, to, you know, that has been taken from us. If it's not from creating enough, enough product Mm -hmm. that we make a profit because we've had to buy seed 
that you then charge us for right. and supplies that you then charge us for so that basically we're breaking even if making anything. We're stuck in prop in the cycle of poverty. Yeah. Right. Stuck. We're spiraling into Let's some sort of Spiraling down. Yeah. Yes. Right. Because stuff keeps going up and we keep making less. Right. Yeah. Less. We don't meet the, you know. So right. this is, you know, it's a never ending cycle. There has to be, first of all, acknowledgement mm-hmm. of harm that was done to us and to our communities. For economic, for generations. For generations. For generations. <laughs> there has to be an acknowledgement of that. Then there has to be some sort of affirmation about this did do you harm. And because of these things, these mm-hmm. practices, policies, yeah. uh, uh, laws, your family you was unable to create generational wealth. Right. Right. I mean, even education was denied to us for. Yeah. Right. You know, you know, I mean, that was, you know, illegal. So, and and then once it came about in Virginia specifically Mm -hmm. when Brown versus the board of education, which we're about to have the, um, I think hundred year celebration of that next year, but uh, Brown uh, versus the board of education, Virginia said, no, we don't want our white children going to school with black children. We're just going to shut the whole thing down. Right. Right. You know, uh, I think it's Prince Edward County shut for. So there was a generation of education loss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because they shut. They Everything became private. I'm wondering Everybody's why. Everybody set back now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, so all of that has to be acknowledged and affirmed. It has to right. be, you know, we have to, st- people have to stop pretending yeah. or that that's not the truth. Trying mm-hmm. to justify, yes. trying to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Justify all kinds. And this whole revisionist history thing, you know, where now we're banning books. Now let's yeah. not, now we're not going to call it the slave enslavement of black people we're going to call it forced migration yeah or indentured servitude or indentured servitude when that was forced migration what you know because we don't want to hurt we don't want little white children to have their um feelings hurt by the truth with no so this is what i'm talking about white supremacy Mm. this is what i'm talking white entitlement that's what gentrification is about right. because we don't care. We don't care about how little black and brown children feel. We right. never have cared about that. Right. I was, you know, <laughs> I, I, I spent a lot of time cause I, one of the subjects I do history and math and history, I, I, I get to let it all hang out. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't bite my tongue. I don't hold back. We tell the truth. We, we tell, tell the, the truth. truth. And you know, we we have that discussion. And a lot of times, you know, middle school kids, they're like, OK, well, you know, let's get through it. But some of them do have questions mm-hmm. and some of them do come and like, wow, well, did, you know, was it was it really like like that? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. And <laughs> you know, some of the I mean, in seventh grade, we're ta- we're talking about modern day stuff. Yes. And they're like, I can understand, like, you know, long time ago, slavery and all kind of stuff. But what year was this? I'm like, listen, your grandparents were a lot. That's for right. This. That's right. That's like, right. My my grandparents, my my parents were alive. I mean, they were babies or kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were kids, but they were alive for That's this. That's right. That's right. You know, um, and it is, <laughs> it's continuing. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, um, even touched our generation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now their generation, even I was like, man, that stuff that happened in 2020, that is your generation, like your generation getting a small taste of what's endured. Yes. And it's time to talk about it. It is time, it's time to, to talk. talk. And, about and it's time. It's So, you know. In that in that talking about it, mm-hmm. how then do we repair that damage, that harm? Yeah. Like what needs to be done to make the community whole? Right. Mm-hmm. To make it whole, to re- to restore what was taken, what was denied, what was over generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, there should be no African American people within a certain period that should have to pay for education education should be free oh most definitely it yeah. should be free most definitely i, think I do agree with that. it, it yeah. should yeah. be free <laughs> it be, it and be and free. and then property taxes for seniors definitely should be paid yeah uh yeah. i feel like there should be low cost and low interest loans for Big property loans. For, for for mortgages but also for to refurbish property mm-hmm. like right. the reason people can't do it is because the the thing is so 
tore down and it, mm. it hasn't had loving attention. You know, you got to right. take care of property. You gotta care. Yeah, you got to <laughs> put other, money in it all the time. There are other yeah. costs to that, like skill set. Yes. You pay somebody to do that. Yes. You got to yes. pay for the resources, the materials. All, yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, and that's yeah. how a neighborhood or a community goes down. Yeah. And it right. goes down to the point where these people, the gentry, can come, the landed gentry can come and buy it for nothing. For nothing. Almost be, it's almost being given yeah. away. Right. Yeah. And then, and in fact, some cases it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. It's like you, some snake cases eyes, it is sna- given. Yeah. Yeah. It's like snake eyes. You get, you crap out and, Oh, well, it's my turn now. Yeah. You know, type of- you, who, you know, like uh, we were looking, my company, the conciliation project, we were looking for a space. We mm. went, we were looking all around, you know, we were in uh, over uh, in Manchester, I think. Um, Cause there's a lot, it's like the city has so much property yeah. that no one mm-hmm. is using. Yeah. That is very that, true. Uh, you know, that's going, who, whose is this? And, and why don't we do something yeah, with it? Open lots, all types yes, of stuff. Yes, all kinds of stuff. So we're looking around and we, uh, we end up talking to Dogtown Dance, you know, we're just having a yeah. conversation, right? Mm. Having a conversation with this young woman who's runs the thing. And, you know, she just lets it slip out that, you know, her friend gave her this space. And both of us, Looked at each other just like y'all just did. We're like, oh. And we both said to each other, man, I wish we had a friend who could just give us a <laughs> just give me. Could you imagine if someone just gave Embrace just, more? Right. Like, 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 let's say good peoples. I mean, shout out to good peoples because y'all are good peoples. But just imagine they were like, um, y'all can just have this yes, studio space. You can just have it. It's just yours. And whatever money it makes is yours. There you go. <laughs> but this is what I'm talking about reparations. That's this true, is the yeah. kind of thing that I'm that I'm talking about. You know, I feel like the city should give the cons- because of the work that we're doing. Right. Because we're attempting to make things better, we're attempting to repair the damage, you know, through artistic expression, right. through artistic, you know, uh means, we feel like the city needs to give us a space, one of these, you know, to- and say here and then give us a low cost improvement loan yeah. right to to do the renovations or whatever that we need to make it you know i i, I feel that <laughs> i mean <laughs> um if you're wondering why we're laughing we're not laughing at the topic no um i am all of six five i've trapped dom in a in, corner with all the i am gadgets. trapped in my my knees was about to pop out of place oh, and yes, i finally yes. got to stretch, stretch. my legs <laughs> oh my gosh um but i mean even we going back to school and teaching we we teach them very i mean the sols forces us to teach mm-hmm. that uh because of world war one and you know the united states won mm-hmm. and it was forced that germany pay reparations that's right that's right. They were forced to. That's right. And they like well, they just finished paying it like a couple of years ago, mm-hmm, right? Like five mm-hmm, some years mm-hmm, ago, ten mm-hmm. years ago, maybe less than that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, they they paid their reparations to society mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that they um, damaged in a mighty way. But this is like, I mean, it's kind of hypocritical, America. It is America. I'm just, I mean, it's a, that's, <laughs> I'm just calling. Listen, I'm an American. <laughs> I'm just saying mm-hmm. that's hypocrite. That's the the definition of hypocritism. Hypocrisy. I mean, there was reparations <laughs> for the Japanese. Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Yeah. <laughs> you know the Japanese that they illegally put detained, in, in, put in yep. concentration, concentration camps, camps. Yeah. and camps. took their property, mm-hmm. right, and never charged them with any crime, right? Because there was no crime they could charge them with, right? Right. So I mean, talk about racism. Yeah. yeah. Right. Everybody who looked Japanese, they locked up over yeah. 120,000 people. Yeah. You know, and don't get me started on yeah. Native so, Americans. So, yes. Yes. However, mm-hmm. it has been it has been all of these people groups, even though it hasn't definitely has not made them whole. Yeah. Has not made them whole. They have been acknowledged, though. African-Americans yeah. are the only group that have not been, been acknowledged. acknowledged. Yeah. Right. Uh, because that acknowledgement is the basis for the wealth of the United States of America. That is very true. <laughs> that is very true. The all work these, of all, building yeah. the United yeah. States of America. Yeah. All of these uh, recessions. I've, I've been in, we've been in recession since I was in eighth grade. I'm 34. Um, <laughs> maybe this, this for a reason, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the people that are working the hardest, 
people that's always been on the bottom of society. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, They deserve what Mm -hmm. they should be getting soon, hopefully. Yes, yes, yes. But um, yeah, Carl, you had a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're talking a lot about, you know, the groups they go into who are impacted by gentrification, the, Mm -hmm. the generations and even talking about some of the, the sources of it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this turns into, so like if you think of Harlem, you know, a culture came out of Harlem. So right. you're yes. familiar with the Harlem Renaissance. Yes. Right. The yes. neighborhood we're in was also a part of its own mm-hmm. Southern uh, yeah. Renaissance. And we have this this ability to express ourselves or cry out mm-hmm. to, to develop culture around the conditions that we're living in. And you specifically are a pioneer and somebody who champions and is a vanguard for the culture of expression mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. theater. And so I was wondering, what role do you see art and culture playing in the fight against gentrification? Mm-hmm. Um, I think a pivotal role. Mm-hmm. I think a leadership mm-hmm. role. I think for us, for within our community, mm-hmm. I think the church enterprise and the arts enterprise are the okay. two biggest uh, influencers. So we're part of both. In our- <laughs> we're part <laughs> of both. That's right. That's right. In, in our, you know, in our community. So we are, you know, it's about it's about the expression mm-hmm. of society and uh, politics. Um, that music, dance, theater, mm-hmm. you know. Um, poetry, mm-hmm. um, yeah. all of the art, you know, the, the murals, uh, that, the, the, that expression allows us to, to speak autonomously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It allows us to speak in our authentic voice yeah. from okay. those authentic places yeah. without yeah. any guardrails. Um, and, and then you can, you can see the unmitigated truth and mm-hmm. I think, you know, James Baldwin, who is one of my muses. Oh, my gosh. Um, he's, my, James he's all Baldwin, of our muses. He, yeah, he says, you know, he says that not everything that happens can be changed. Okay. Yeah. But nothing can be changed until you first acknowledge. Right. Right. You know, right. Uh, you first have to see that it needs to be changed and acknowledge that. Uh, and then we can start having that discussion yeah. about how right. to change it. Right. You know how to change it. But there's still people in denial that, you know, and and they and they want to close down, you know, stop teaching. What they call it? They call it CRT, CRT. but they don't know what it is. I I, want to say (laughs) thank you. I want to say they do not know what they're talking about. Right. um, Because I am I do have a theoretical frame for the criticism of race and racial inequity. So, you know, and that's what we're talking about. Right. Um, And we're talking about that historically has created the world that we live in now and continues to practice inequity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, because, because we are all, we get excited about Mm -hmm. the cosmetics of change. Like for example, in Richmond, I was here, I've been here almost 20 years. Okay. And I know since I got here, they had been talking about Monument Avenue. Uh-oh. I know what Monument Avenue did to me when I got here and how oppressive it was Talk about for it. me to drive down there right. on the way to VCU yeah. every day. Right. And mm-hmm. I know, Most definitely. and I could hear the ancestors talking. I could hear because they were missing, right? Only right. their ghosts were the presence, you know, exactly. uh, around. And and there's these these um, huge erected, you know, monuments to these white supremacist uh, who lost. leaders who lost, who were insurrectionists, it, yeah, to, who were insurrectionists <laughs> and also lost early insurrectionists, uh, also lost. But but there was talk, 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 talk. Right. Panels convene, mm-hmm. um, committees convene, talk, 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 talk about these monuments and how these monuments make some people feel and how they make other people feel. And da-da, and we need the community. blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Huh. And then George Floyd happened. Yeah. yeah. And those young people they got said, those monuments down they, in a week. They said no talk, we have just it in doing, just, yeah, just doing, doing, just doing mm-hmm. no talk, just doing. And. It gave a sense of 
victory yeah, in that, yeah, right? Yeah. To sort of vanquish mm-hmm. those huge structures of oppression. Right. And yet it was just cosmetology. Right. Because nothing has happened underneath the foundation yeah. of those huge monuments. That's true. Right. We have not addressed the, the real, real issue. issue. Yeah. Right. Right. The real issues surrounding those monuments. And, uh, you know, but for now, like we're like, you know, we have a Juneteenth holiday, a national holiday. Nobody asked them to give us a national holiday. I want That's reparations. That's very true. That's I very want, true. I want reparations. That's what I want. Yeah. That's I very want, true. Let's start with some education for free and get our children out of debt. And get our children actually educated on the truth of their That's heritage. Right. That's right. Let, let's start with some education. Let, let them right? know who they are. Because these young people, <laughs> from my perspective as a teacher, mm-hmm. they do not, they have, they're disillusioned. Yes, yes. They're walking right into the trap. Yes, they are. They're walking right into the trap mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that we escaped. Mm. We escaped it. We're, yeah, we are privileged. We're sure. privileged for mm-hmm. sure. And, you know, like, thank God, thank our parents, thank our communities. But these young people, man, like, they are walking right into the trap. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. other things that, that are yeah. out of our control that that are putting them down even further. Yes. Right. I mean, not to mention the huge rise in gun violence. Yeah. Right. That is the and the huge and the, the accessibility of guns of war. Yeah. Weapons of war in the streets. Yeah. In the schools. In, you know, in the schools, uh, mm-hmm. you know, pub, the access that people have to those weapons um, that innocent people cannot pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I mean, this country is all about hope and dreams. It's more like flight. <laughs> <laughs> no one's pursuing anything. Well, they're being, well, they're, there's a, there's no. a flight from whatever. I mean, over the Supreme Court, it says, and justice for all. Equal justice for all. We know that has never been the truth. Yeah. That has never been the truth. Mm. I mean, it's words. It's cosmetology. Right. <laughs> it's wild. Right, right. <laughs> So thinking about the the arts piece again, I appreciate some of what I've known. So my sister came through the theater program and I got to attend uh, the Conciliation Project and, uh-huh. and see quite a bit of your work and even hear from, I guess, your, your, your students, your disciples. And I was wondering, how have you used your work <clears throat> as a playwright and a theater educator to address some of these issues or encourage other people to do it like you? Well, I was, I'm extremely passionate person. Mm -hmm. I have always been. And I feel like had I not become an artist, a creator, I could be a destroyer. Mm -hmm. Do you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. I could just, I feel like. like you channeled yourself. (laughs) I feel like some stuff I just want to blow up. Do you know what I mean? So I, rather than do that, I get a pen, paper, you know, I write and um, I direct and I encourage others to write it down to tell our stories because I believe in the transformative power of story mm-hmm. that if people can see the story, you know, even any of this history that we're talking about, right. like if they could see the story and the and, and people could talk about the impact that these practices and policies and history have had on them and their legacy, their children mm-hmm. and their children's children and their, you know, um, I'm living some of the, you know, when I raised my kids, I was living some of the same things my parents lived. Yeah. Um, and and then my children are now doing that with their own children, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. having to go to school to stand up for why did you why did you single out my child? Right. <laughs> right. When everybody was doing this thing, whatever mm-hmm. it was. Why is it my child? Because he is the black male in the classroom, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because she is the whatever, right. you know, uh, uh, the, the one that um, has already been branded, right. <laughs> labeled, labeled, you know, the troublemaker. With a, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Because of, again, this uh, ignorance and this kind of white supremacist thinking Um so the art that we create is supposed to challenge the norm, challenge people to see the truth and then to speak the truth to the truth, because we mm-hmm. always have 
dialogues. Like our work always wants to leave a space for people to speak to it. And sometimes that speaking to it is angry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, sometimes it's hurt. Sometimes, you know, that people are speaking out of their own pain, their own grief, their own loss Mm -hmm. about one of the issues or something that we're, you know, that we're presenting to them. But it opens up, uh, I believe, pathways to understanding humanity, our Mm -hmm. common humanity that, you know, we have children that we care about, just like we have children. We want... (laughs) better for our children than right. we had for ourselves. We're human. We exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We we have the same desires for life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness as anyone else. Yeah. We want the promise that we were given. We want that promise. Yeah. And we believe in it. The thing about us as a people, we are a people of faith because yeah. we have never had it. Yeah. But we believe we can. We, we're still going for it, for sure. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Endurance. We have never had it, but and we believe we can. Endurance and <laughs> endurance and, and forgiveness. Yes. Grace. Yes. Those are, yes. <laughs> that I, those are part of the makeup of African-descended people. Yeah. Definitely. Not that we're the only ones that have that. You know, I'm just yeah. saying because I'm talking from what I know and from where I come. Yeah. You know. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. So looking toward the future, what are some of the um, opportunities and challenges that Richmond will face as it continues to grow and change? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Well, you know, growth in and of itself. That's oh very, cha- yeah. Y- yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, <sighs> what has happened in, in Seattle, for example, is, and like I say, Seattle is kind of a shadow to me because when When I first moved to Seattle from New York, Seattle felt very much like a town. Okay. Very quaint, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I first moved from Seattle to Richmond, Richmond felt very much like a very quaint town ish. Small. small. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But now, you know, the things that I'm seeing are kind of, uh, um, what do I want to say, uh, uh, a prediction. It's predictive of mm. what could happen here. The things yeah. that I'm seeing in Seattle is that they did not prepare properly okay. for the for the growth. The influx. For the, yes, for the, you know, because this is a, this is, Richmond is in a very, Richmond is a, in a very geographically wonderful place That's like true. we've got all kinds of stuff the state of virginia is a beautiful state mm-hmm. you know the 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 quality of living yeah. um the cost of living the access to the for ocean. access for for now um <laughs> the, the access, access to the ocean to the ocean the access to the mountains oh yes the access to either north or south mm. you know dc's just up the road you yep. know just uh, it's easy to get out of yeah it's a uh, gateway it's, it's just a uh and all of that, Seattle had all of that as well. Mm-hmm. And and they did not prepare, which means um, the traffic is horrible. Okay. Yeah. Horrible. The cost of living. Mm. So, so people have to choose between whether they're going to have a, 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 a way to work or a way to eat. Mm, or a yeah. roof or a it's always a choice of right. we, we can have this and this or we can have that and that right but we can't have all of it because it just costs so much yeah. so then people have to leave the city because they can't afford mm-hmm. to live there so they go they move you know they go on the outskirts so now now they've got to figure out how to get into the city to work right right if if there's not work to be found wherever they wherever they went to. Right. Um, so, so there's that. And then of course, crime, Yep. Yes. crime goes up, you yeah. know, because people are desperate too. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. we have to think crime, people are not criminals just to be criminals. Not right. usually. Right. right. That's a misconception. Not usually. It's you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, when I'm in a store and somebody is shoplifting diapers and baby food, that's you know because what I'm saying? They needed it. That's right. Yeah. I mean, who, what? You're not going to shoplift di- you know, and and I I usually will go up to them and say, bro, uh, you know, this store has cameras, and I'm sure people are watching you, and I don't want you to go to jail, so let me just get that. Please. You know, let yeah. me get that. Don't do, 
these people yeah. are watching you, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, be, you know, to, to go to jail for bread and right. milk. Right. That's desperation. That's, yeah, that's, that's barbaric. desperation. And people in a, in a country and in a city, because Richmond has money. Right. This city has money. In the land of milk and honey. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's not about lack. It's not about not having enough. Right. It's about not having compassion to share. Yep. And I think you hit <laughs> right on the head. Yeah. Yeah. We've the definitely... compassion to share. Yes. And it's it's funny that, you know, friend of the show, Taylor Scott, yep, echoed the same thing of mm. this importance of sharing. Yes. And I'm seeing a through line, mm. a through line of sharing. Mm-hmm. And that has to do a lot with community. It does. Yeah. And, and I know the community I grew up in. We did a lot of sharing, mm-hmm. right? Sharing of resources, sharing of like, if you had a better play space than somebody else had, everybody would be over mm-hmm. there. And that then they would just bring some food. Yeah. And then, that you know, so people are bringing what they can so that we could be in common unity yeah. mm-hmm. together, yeah. right? Together. Um, and we've lost that. We, we, we've lost that from the, all of this. Dis- so that's another thing that gentrification does, that mm-hmm. kind of displacement where people lose their community. Right. Yeah. And you lose your roots that way. Yeah. There, yeah. So think about that. I think of examples of, you know, those five over one, you know, human storage facilities. Yes. People don't know their neighbor across yes. the hallway. Right. Yes. You know, they're, right. they're inches from them, like six inches from That's them. That's right. You can hear them sneeze. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you, you don't, don't know, know their name. At all. Yeah. It, I mean, that didn't used to be when I was growing up. Yeah. It makes me think of when uh, slave plantations were broken up because of being sold. That's right. Yes. That's what mm-hmm. makes me think of mm-hmm. like, oh man, we, you know, we're together, you know, this is awful, but we've made the best out of this. Mm-hmm. And we, we've mm-hmm. made a community. We're here, you know, people are getting married. We're just living here and we're trying to get through mm-hmm. and then someone gets sold. Yes. Or someone, you know, is killed or mm-hmm. someone gets broken up like this and families get just displaced displaced and now they're in a different place and they have to make do by themselves Mm -hmm. and i think about like man how can you crush whatever type of movements that are happening well keep us separated that's right that's right keep us separated and siloed Mm -hmm. and there's no there's no growth that's right um because we are a communal people right our strength is together (laughs) i am because we are Right. Nothing happens apart from relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. T, I want to thank you so much for blessing our podcast with your wisdom um, and just like just helping us drive this idea home Mm. Um, and echoing same things we've been hearing. I know our audience is putting together the dots as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, not just allowing this to be a a learning experience, but for us to really commune together. Mm -hmm. Yes. yes. um, In dialogue. And uh, that has been really awesome. And uh, this is definitely something for us to continue to reflect on as we move forward on this ship called Embrace Matters of Richmond. Mm -hmm. This this probably will end up being a staple episode for us to continue to move forward. So, thank you so much. Thank you um, for inviting me. Most definitely. Anytime. Anytime. (laughs) Open invite. Friend of the show. Um, anytime. So, um, yeah, you have any last words before I close out? No. <laughs> Carl is doing the things, y'all. I can't. I be I be tossing it to him, but he doing the things behind he's the scenes. He's, he's doing the things. He's doing the engineer. He's the engineer as well. So you know, what I'm saying my bad. Um, but uh, for you guys out there, that man, hopefully this episode moved you. Hopefully, um, this episode gave you questions. Questions are good. We talk about that mm-hmm. on here. Um, you know, um, hopefully it, there was some sort of inspiration to dig deeper. You know, obviously we can we can continue to talk about these buzzwords like gentrification all day long. We can talk all day long about these things. But what's important that Dr. T even uh, echoed is that it's about doing. Yes. Um, so we we hope that this inspired you to figure out something to do, even if it's something small, even yes. if it's just one thing. How can you share with your community? Think about that. Think about mm. how I, how can I share with the person next to me? Um, how can I share? And also, how can I accept sharing? That's right. Um, That's it's, right. it's a two-way street. 
Um, so thank you so much for rocking with us. If you want to become a part of the conversation, please make sure that you uh, hit us up on Instagram uh, at embrace underscore podcast or our Reddit page at uh, embrace underscore M O R. Also make sure you, um, you can, you plug your IG yes. as well. Oh yes. You and could. Your, all your things. You please, plug all your yes. things before please, I close out here. Please hit up the conciliation project. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at www.theconciliationproject.org. Try and my love. page, my page for Dr. T is um, coveringtheground.com. Mm. Coveringtheground.com at www.coveringtheground.com. And I have, um, I think my Instagram handle is like at Dr. T Petty. <laughs> <laughs> At Dr. T. Petty, even though y'all, I don't really know nothing about Instagram, but I do get on there sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, man, you have so many opportunities, so many avenues to get involved. And if you want to reach out to Dr. T, please do that. If you want to reach out to us, if you have any questions, just just contact us. Get be a part of the conversation as always. So we love you guys. Do something, y'all. Do Do something. something. Mm -hmm. Well, as always, we love you guys and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace.